Welcome, my loves, to the School of You podcast, where we discuss sensitive topics and attempt at unloading and unraveling these unresolved traumas together. I will give advice and my opinion based off my own experiences and experience of others in my circle. Before I start this podcast, I would like to apologize that this podcast is coming out on a Wednesday instead of a Tuesday. Um, I myself had a very personal loss in my life, and um, sometimes I do go through um, an emotional, um, I go through an emotional layer where I have to stabilize myself. So I do go through an emotional moment, and that moment has came. It has went with the support of my therapist and my friends. I am able to move forward. And today, we are going to talk about a very important topic. We are going to talk about toxic people. Why can't, why can't you calm down? Why can't you just come all the way down? Why, why you have to go from zero to a thousand? Why are you so toxic? Why do you like to be messy? So let's dive into it. It is important to note that not everyone's family is there for them to lean on, to call on, or to go home to. Not every family is built on the premises of interconnectedness, support, or stability. Sometimes family simply means that you share a bloodline. That's all. That's it. That's all. No more. Some families build you up and some suck your energy dry. I apologize. Energy dry. There are relationships and friendships that just aren't fixable. And this includes family. There are situations that you can endure for only so long before you have grown down. And it's okay that you outgrown them. Like, there's a statement that Jay-Z has stated um, when he he said that his people around him were stating that he changed so much. And he's looking at them like, of course I changed. Who works this damn hard to stay the same? It's called elevation. So it's not necessarily that you did anything wrong. It's just that, that you have transcended beyond your circle or friends or your family or whomever at that time. They they did not they, they refused to elevate themselves. Have you ever came across a person where you left and it's like ten years and, and you come back after ten years and they still in the same spot that they was in? Yeah, you have outgrown them. Move on. And understand this there may come a there may come a crucial time when you have to separate yourself. Right from family, from friends, whomever, in order to do what is best for you and possibly for them. Because if you know that you are working on yourself and you can go from zero to a thousand, there's a lot of people that's six feet under because someone went from zero to a thousand. And it could have been avoidable, but they don't have the tools to walk away or you don't have the tools to walk away. Anger is a... It's such a daily emotion. It blinds you from all logic. So when I say that the best thing for you and possibly for them is to separate yourself, 
that's probably the best thing that you can do. In many respects, the way we were treated by our family ends up being the same treatment we offer the world. Oh, think about this. Oftentimes, right, the signal and energy we put out into the world is similar to or exactly what we have experienced by others. For instance, profanity was always used in my house growing up. You know, my family cussed like a captain on a sailor ship. That is what I was accustomed to. Therefore, for the most of us, this influential force is strong because it's been a part of our family, right? It's been a part of my family. So that is something that is very hard for me to stop doing is using profanity. And it's something that I have to work on every single day. And so think about that. Think about experiences that you have had in your family that's been so influential, but it's been toxic. You have to break that because then you pass that on to the next generation. Think about just how much the interaction or lack thereof from our family and sets the tone for the quality of the energy we give off during our lifetime. Like you have, um, like for instance, you have these men out here that they, they, they mama boys. And so they have been pretty much catered to all their lives. And so when they transition over to getting married, they expect the same thing. And probably pout like a little kid when, when, when they don't get their way. Or reverse. You might have um, women who did not have fathers in their household. Or they had a father, but he, he was a working father. So he was more so absent. And they grow up with daddy issues. Right? And they used to having an independent woman, right? Self-sufficient, independent woman. And so they have this strong personality, persona. They don't know how to be passive. They don't know how to be submissive. And if, when they do do it, they don't even choose the right men, right? Because they go on off of their experiences. And so those that have these type of issues and, and other issues like being belligerent, being loud, don't know how to hold um, a conversation, a decent conversation, always offensive or on the defense about every little thing, jealous, want to, you, you know, just, I mean, let's just put it out there, just undesirable behavior. That, that is alarm behavior. And that is the energy that has been set for us. And therefore, that's the energy that they will put out there in the world. But let's think about this. What is acceptable treatment, right? Rejection, abandonment, not taking the time to get to know you or to be in your life, making you feel unwelcome, someone being competitive or hypocritical of you. These are all unacceptable treatments. Pressuring or forcing you to be someone you are not blaming, ostracizing, manipulating, belittling, neglecting, abusing you. The list can go on and on and on and on. These are all unacceptable behaviors. No one has a right to treat you like that. No one. Not family, not friends, nobody. These type of experiences can make a deep imprint on our hearts and, and, and enable our ability to react without them being present in the back of our minds. Our reactions to life become skeptical. We become doubtful, fearful, 
we become more reserved. You become more introverted. We and like we more often see the dark instead of the light in both people and situations because of how we've been raised or what we've been around. If you've been around abuse all your life, that's all that you know. That's dark. That means that you don't see the beauty in a person. Or you don't even understand that this person don't see the beauty in you that they're intimidating you or taking advantage of you. But because you grew up with abuse, you think that this is love. And it's dark. It's not. These negative experiences can jade us for a lifetime. Unless we learn to do whatever it takes to get ourselves into a positive, nurturing environment and replace negatively influenced reactions with positive ones. And that's not easy. That's not easy because you have to unlearn all of this toxicity that you was raised with. And what you thought was normal, come to find out, is it's not. Like, normal families don't operate like this. And, yeah, families, if, you know, families have different situations, but not like this, right? You be looking like, but not like this. Some things are just atypical. And you have to accept that. And it's generational. So others don't even know it. it's atypical behavior because they are in it. And if they're comfortable, they, some people are comfortable being toxic and messy. They love it. But you know that that's not normal. You know that's not normal behavior in society. You know that that's not how you do conflict resolution. You know, you know that's not the proper way of problem solving. You know these things. And that's good that you know. Thank God that he blessed you with that knowledge and that critical thinking to be able to process that, to know that is wrong. But it's also the hardest thing to do trying to break it, especially when it's intergenerational. But it can be done. It can be done. Now, let's focus on the signs indicating that you could use a break or a change. If you have somebody in your life that's doing one of these things, Go, you need to run away from them. I don't care if they family, friends, relationship, boyfriend, girlfriend, whatever. You run. Husband, wife, it does not matter. You run. You don't walk, you run. Because these are red flags. Yo, if your own health and mental, if your own health and mental well-being is damaged, run. You feel emotionally, physically, or spiritually injured, you run. The relationships with your immediate family, your spouse, your partner is suffering. Meaning that every time you come around them, like they just drain your energy. It's just, you know, you have you ever been in a situation to have family like where you had to mentally get yourself prepared to be around them or emotionally to get yourself prepared to be around them? That is what is, that's suffering. That's suffering because you mentally preparing yourself to walk into a situation that you don't want. If it wasn't family, you wouldn't even be walking into it. Nuh-uh. That don't mean anything. Run. Next time they invite you to, uh, to a family gathering, say no with confidence. If there is violence, physical, or emotional abuse, you run. There is substance abuse, you run. There are constant struggles for power. You run. And that can go for family. That can also go for relationships. That can go for friendships as well. No one wants to be around someone 
who is uh, every time you say something, they have a rebuttal. Or if you come in your new car or you got a promotion that works, it's just, it's just, it's just, a, they, they want to try to outshine you, but they can't. They can't. So they just try to attack you. It just, it's, it's just, it's a power struggle. They don't want eyes on you. They want eyes on them. So they are going to attack you in every way that they can. They're going to try to downplay your success. You run from people like that. You don't walk, you run. There's unnecessary distrust, distrust, and disrespect. That happens all the time in family. And what I mean by that is that family know you more than anybody else. So they know your triggers. They, they, they know it. And when you have family that it could be your sibling, it could be a parent, it could be a cousin, it could be your auntie, it could whoever, your uncle, it, it doesn't matter. Your spouse, your friend, you cause nothing. You cause, you cause, you cause nothing for this person to react in the manner in which that they're acting. They just don't like who you are. But you go deeper than that. They don't like your spirit. You can't control your spirit. God gave you that. So when someone does not like your spirit, you didn't provoke anything. You didn't um, instigate nothing. You just, you just, hell, you just came in and said hi. And they don't like the way you said hi. You run from unnecessary distrust and disrespect. People that just purposely out there to try to hurt you no good for you and they're gonna keep doing it they're not going to stop it they enjoy it they get a high off of it these are the people that is waiting they are secretly waiting for you to fail and it makes your anxiety high because you know that they're waiting for you to fail so you try to do everything to cross those t's and dot those i's but baby you are not perfect and do not try to be perfect because all of these people who are messy and toxic are the most imperfect people you can ever come across it's not about how many times you fail we gonna fall a hundred times it's about how many times you get up. Because it takes a lot. It's easy to fall. It takes a lot to get back up, though. Don't worry about if you fell at something. That's how you learn. You just don't repeat it. You take the knowledge from that failure, and then you grow from that. It's a stumbling block. It's not the end of the world. So let's look at this. What to do and how to get out. Get group help. If it's possible and your family and family members is up to it, y'all get counseling. And if they don't want to do it, you get counseling. You get counseling. Because they have a mental illness. Because you have to be mentally ill to love all of that. To, to, to love messy shit. So... You go to counseling, you get therapy, you unlearn that toxic behavior so you don't pass that on to your generation, yours. If it's possible, move out. Move in with a friend, a partner, extended family member. Uh, get a place where people want to be with you. Try to move into a nurturing environment, an environment where you are going to grow, where there's growth. 
where there's positivity, where there's peace, there's serenity. Accept your parents' or family members' limitations. Like, know that you don't have to repeat their behavior. You are not them, right? You are not them. You don't have to repeat that. That has nothing to do with you. You separate yourself, eliminate yourself from that. That's them. You are you. Do not merge it. Allow yourself to get angry. Use it productively. Exercise, do some sports, use art and creative expressions. I love to write in a journal. Setting soul is amazing. Um, Don't withhold your emotions. Like this podcast is also a release for me as well. It's okay. It's okay to allow yourself to get angry. Because you, you didn't ask for it. It fell in your lap. It fell in your lap. You didn't ask for this pain. So you have every right to be angry because it's confusing that family or friends can hurt you so deeply like that. Seek guidance for yourself. Talk to someone, a counselor, a life coach, your yoga teacher, anyone who will listen, someone you feel comfortable with. Ask for help with change and with taking risks because Especially if you're the first person in your family, the first generation to try to break this curse, it's not going to be easy because it is a curse. It is a curse. It brings no one happiness. It only brings pain. It's a curse. So you're going to need as much help as you can get. And you have to get help. You need to get help from people who understand, people who is unbiased, but uh, people who you respect. Limit your time. Do whatever it takes to limit the amount of time you have to spend with the toxic family, family or family members or friends or whomever. Limit visits, holidays, do what you can to prevent as much conflict as possible. If you do not want to be with your toxic ass family during uh, Thanksgiving holiday and you and your friends decided to have a friends given, that is absolutely fine. That is fine. I'd rather have a friends given with my friends and be happy where there's no fighting or anything and we're all playing games and different things like that afterwards and we're just enjoying each other's company than being around my family being miserable because somebody's going to say something to me because somebody not like me or looking at me crazy and different things like that or, you know, you got to be forced to speak with to each other even though this person attacked you and, you know, emotionally, physically or mentally or verbally, you know, in the most disgusting way. And yet all has to be forgiven because you're family. Hell no. Girl, if you, boy, girl, whoever listening, if you want to do that Friendsgiving, do that Friendsgiving unapologetically, baby. Your peace is what's important. Set healthy boundaries. So try not to allow yourself to get sucked back in, right? So you can love and wish them the best from a distance. My grandfather used to always say, you can love somebody with a... With a long wooden spoon. You don't you don't have to get sucked back in because your family know how to suck you back in. That's the thing, because they know you. Okay. So they will suck you back in, they will pull you back in. They do that shit all the time. They do it all the time. You know, hey, I'm having dinner at my house, or um, I don't care that you and your sister's not talking to you and your brother not talking to everything. You come to my house and you all are going to speak. And this is family. Family come together on Christmas. So this is tradition. And it's just, they just suck you back in. 
they suck you back in, invite you over, you don't even know the other family member coming, and you look up and they there. Everything cannot be 100% forgiven. It takes time. Everything cannot be immediately forgiven. It's just, it takes time. And even if something is forgiven, that don't mean it's forgotten. The pain that that person inflicted on you is still there. So set healthy boundaries. Learn to say no without explanation. Just no. I need you to come. No, I cannot at the time. Learn ways to protect yourself. Practice meditation. Learn to be patient with yourself and others. This is not going to happen overnight. It's going to take years for you to undo all this. Years. So give yourself some grace. Allow yourself when you kind of have a relapse, you know, whether it's profanity or whether it's whatever whatever it is, um, being toxic and you're trying to break that, give yourself some grace. Trying to go from not go from zero to a hundred, you know, give yourself grace. It's gonna it's gonna happen. You trying to undo something that has been programming you all your life. Become aware of you. And what I mean by that is observe your reactions. Become more self-aware in order to break negative patterns as much as you can. As much as you can. Identify your triggers if you can. So if you don't like it when somebody hangs up on you, right? You don't like it like if somebody hang up on you. Like for you, that might be a, a pet peeve. Let that person know. But however, let that person also know, even before this even happens, that this is a pet peeve of mine. But if you do this, this is how, like, I won't call you again, nor would I suck your call. If that's your boundaries, then that's your boundaries. So if they do it, then they know, right? And you are already prepared that if they do it, it's a trigger, this is what you're going to do. And be okay with that. Be okay with that. That person, you thought they was a branch, they was a leaf. Let it go. Because if they cared, they wouldn't do it if they knew that's your trigger. So you don't need people like that in your life. Because that means they play you on your triggers. Practice doing good things for yourself. Like build your own self-esteem. Build your own self up. Do things you enjoy. Invite others that you love, you know, along the way to share in your progression. You know, if you want to go to the park and go read a book, go to the park and read a book. If you want to sit out by the beach and watch the sunset or sunrise, you do that. If you want to, if you want to on Saturday not be bothered with anyone and, and turn your shades down and just get on the couch or whatever and watch uh, and binge watch. A, sh- a show on, on Netflix like Insecure Girlfriends or The Game or um, or anything. You do that. You do that. Turn your phone off and do it. You don't apologize for your peace. Create balance in your life. Take care of yourself physically and eat a balanced, healthy diet. Be aware and be cautious of things you may do compulsively. Like eating, shopping, drinking. Because a lot of times we do those things to relieve us of stress. But it's not good. It's over-consuming. 
do something that you're going to be happy with afterwards. Not going to give you temporary happiness, but long-time happiness. I have a friend, she exercises every day. She loves it. She loves it because once she leaves the gym, she feels she she, she feels brand new. It's exhilarating for her. And she can, and she, everything that stressed her out, anything that was bothering her, she took it out on that, you know, on, on the exercise, you know, the exercise equipment. And boxing, she also boxed, and she has a box, um, the boxing equipment in her house, and sometimes she boxed. Baby, put a, put the face of the person you can't stand on that, on, on, on that boxing ring, and baby, and have it out, honey. That's a great stress reliever, honey. Do that. Take charge of your life and your happiness. Don't wait for others to give it to you because they never will. They never will. Is it wrong to hold grudges? Is life too short? Yes and no. Like letting go can prove to be more helpful, even life-saving, than grasping at toxic strings. Looking for what, for what else, or chasing disillusioned beliefs. At the end of the day, we are all certainly in this together. That is true. But each of us has an honest obligation to do what is best for ourselves. You can be a ladder in the hope. You can lead by example. But you can't force anybody to change. It's not wrong to hold grudges, but it's not healthy to hold them. Because people, you holding on to something and it's eating you up inside. And the things and situations and the people that you holding on to don't even care. They don't even care. They do not care. If they did, they would have never did what they did to you, to hurt you in the first place. So I'm say this, and I've been saying this since I was probably about 14 years old, and that's sad that I've been saying this since 14 years old. But obviously something had to have happened for me to have said this, and I stuck with it. Blood may be thicker than water, but nobody has survived this earth without water. You need water to live. It's okay to walk away from blood. And it's okay to embrace other people. It's okay to embrace other people. You don't always need blood. Because without water, you have no survival. So, with that being said, I thank you, my loves, for listening and sharing your time with me. It was amazing discussing my thoughts with you. And don't forget to tune into the School of You podcast every Tuesday and Thursday morning, where you're going to partake in riveting discussions with me and maybe a surprise guest. Another surprise, guys. You just have to you just have to tune in and say here, my loves, okay? So please have a blessed and stress-free day. 
Love you. Mm.